0: You're listening to Nurses on Fire, the podcast for nurses, by nurses aspiring to financial independence. This is our weekly conversations with the CFP edition, where certified financial planners join us to have honest money conversations that guide nurses like you on their path to financial freedom. If you want to get your questions answered, make sure you head over to nursesonfirepodcast.com slash ask. To be featured in an upcoming episode. What's up, Nurses on Fire? I have the honor to have my friend, Charles Adi, here, <laughs> certified financial planner. And he is going to talk to you about what you need to prepare for financially in 2021. What's up, Charles?
1: Hey, what's up? What's up? Hey, I appreciate you for having me. I'm excited about the conversation, so I'm ready to get into it.
0: Let's do it. All right. So we are going into a year and this is an unprecedented year, especially for nurses, because nurses have faced a lot of things just in dealing with COVID, but just a lot of transitions in the nursing profession as far as how we practice. But there has been a lot of opportunities for us to get money (laughs) in ways that haven't necessarily presented themselves before like this, like across the board in nursing. There are some areas that have historically pay a lot more that a small number of nurses have access to. But now with these COVID contracts popping up, like a lot of nurses are out here getting the bag and they want to know what they should be looking out for in this coming year. So Charles, thank you for helping us navigate that.
1: Yeah, no, no problem. And I can tell you, I've seen it on my side as well. I'm a financial advisor and I've been practicing for about 10 years now. And I've worked with nurses throughout my career, but you know, 2020 is the only year that I've seen multiple nurses come to my office with income in excess of 250 thousand dollars and $50,000. And that is crazy. So with that money, you know, it feels good. It looks good. But there's a lot of questions that they've been asking. And hopefully I can clear some things up.
0: All right. So what are some of the questions that they ask when they come to you?
1: gotcha yeah so the first thing is all about taxes right this money that's coming in the first question is charles how is this money taxed and i would say the first thing is you really got to understand what is your payment type how are you getting paid are you a independent contractor getting paid via 1099 are you a w-2 employee because that designation is very important when it comes to your tax planning and it really you know sets you up to do a lot of creative things tax planning if you were a 1099 person versus someone who is W-2.
0: Nice. Okay, so a lot of nurses are W-2 nurses. And I know there's limited things that you can do as far as planning for taxes as a W-2 person. But these people who are on these contracts and then they're given the option, they're saying they're giving the option to file exempt, right? (laughs) and a lot of people have asked me this and this is why I'm bringing this to you. What do you tell nurses who are wondering if they should file
1: exempt? Yeah, so what I say is exempt is another word for a trap in my book because, you know, being finally exempt is not really doing a lot for you from a tax perspective. All that is, is telling your employer not to withhold money from your paycheck. What you really want to know is, are you 1099 or are you W-2? Because no matter which status you are, you have the ability to file exempt either way. So most people who are filing exempt, they're typically going to be W-2 employees. And what they're finding out now is that their employer did not withhold any money for taxes. And come April fifteenth, 2021, they're going to be hit with a rude awakening that if they have not been responsible with their money and they have not saved, let's say, that benchmark of 30 percent, they're going to have to figure out some other way to come up with the cash to pay the IRS. So the big picture is just because you have the option of going exempt does not mean you should do so. I encourage all my clients, if they're W-2, to have their employer withhold some money because that exempt tax trap is definitely real. And most people don't have the discipline to see that money in their account and just let it sit <laughs> and not spend it. So that's the first thing I would say. Exempt is definitely a trap.
0: Definitely, definitely. And is there a rule of thumb about the amount of withholdings you tell people to take? Or is there just like, of course, I mean, I know it's individual, but like with those people that you see that are making like 250,000, obviously, they're pushed up into one of the highest tax brackets. Like, what are some things that you tell them to make sure that they're withholding numbers wise or dollar wise?
1: Yeah, so I tell my clients to withhold a certain percentage. So typically, if your income is around 100,000 or less, I tell you to withhold 20%. If you get to be around 150, 200, we push that up to 25. If you're over 200, you definitely want to withhold 30%. And keep in mind, for those individuals who are not W-2, and let's say you are a 1099 independent contractor, then I would tell you to always add 10% to that number. So if you're 1099, making less than 100000 I would say save 30%, right? If you're making more, increase it to 40 because you still have to pay for self-employment taxes. That's the Social Security and Medicare. And most people, when they start thinking about taxes, they only think about that federal piece. And they oftentimes forget that self-employment portion that, you know, you definitely have to pay if you are 1099.
0: I know you don't have any state taxes, but I'm in California and we have massive state taxes. So that's another thing. If you work in California, but you're from another state, we're going to get that money. So also plan for that. But yeah, I like that tip that you shared because I wouldn't necessarily think about like the social security and all that stuff not being taken out. And I totally forgot about that. But yeah, that's made up by uh, self-employment taxes. So definitely something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm.
1: One thing that I'll also share is depending on what state you're working in, so let's say you're working in California, you're working in New York, those states do have state taxes. So you definitely want to consider that. And oftentimes those state taxes are not withheld from your paycheck either. So you're responsible for paying that as well when it comes time to filing your annual return. So yes, there's a lot of different traps that can be <laughs> you know, involved when it comes to planning for your taxes. But the best thing that you can do is be aware, understand your tax treatment, understand your jurisdictions, that means what states you're working in and whether or not they have state taxes or not, and then save. So if you're unsure, up to 40%. If you don't feel confident, go up to 50%. But definitely want to set some money aside. The other thing that I want to say that a lot of the clients that I'm working with, they are not aware of that that per diem that you're receiving for your housing, for your travel, for your food, that money is not taxed. So although your total compensation might be $250,000, when I'm saying save 30%, I'm saying save 30% of your taxable income. So make sure that you back out that per diem from your total income and then save according to what's actually going to be taxed at year end.
0: Yeah, I think it's just a good idea, good rule of thumb, especially when you're navigating into territories where you're making more money and in a different way than you're used to making it to always talk to a financial professional about what you should be planning for because there's things that you just don't think about and not just any financial professional because I don't think everybody is aware you have to speak to a financial professional that like works with nurses (laughs) that is understanding like the per diem like not everybody understands that part of our travel contracts that there's housing costs in there there's per diem there's all these things in there that don't come with every other job so yeah make sure you work with somebody who knows your industry. So I think that's really important. But like, what do you tell people who are like, but still, I have all this money. Like, what do I do with it?
1: Yeah, so I mean, that is a beautiful problem to have. And what I like to encourage my clients to do are the people that I'm working with is you have opportunity. So don't think about it as just money. Think about it as opportunity. So what are some of the things that you always wanted to do? So I can tell you, I have clients now who have been buying houses, whether that's a personal resident or they're purchasing some real estate so that they can rent out to get some passive income, right? I have individuals who are investing in other people, like their family and friends who have visions of starting a business. So they're helping them kickstart their business and get their business off the ground. I have individuals who just like you are using that money to pay off their debt, right? So, I mean, I like to look at it, you have three primary opportunities with your money. You can use it to pay down your debt, You can use it to invest in the stock market, or you can use it to invest in some other business, whether that's real estate or some other venture. So, you know, just look at this opportunity and figure out what floats your boat and go for it.
0: So, okay. Do you have like one final thing that every nurse should know in 2021 when it comes to their money before we share how they can work with you?
1: Yeah. So I would say every nurse should take a second and stop and really take a stock of what they currently have in their financial tool chest. Because what I'm finding is most people, particularly those who've been working for about 10 years, they have acquired a lot of financial products. Sometimes I call it your financial junk drawer, where you have a Roth IRA here, you have an old 401k there, you might have a term insurance policy, a 529 for your children, a permanent life insurance policy, you know, if you just have all these different things, and you really don't have a clear purpose for having each one of them, at each particular point in time in which you purchased them, you understood exactly why you had it but now you're 10 years in looking back and you're looking down like wait (laughs) i've accumulated all these different things and you're not really sure why you have them so just have that conversation with yourself understand why you have the products that you have and make sure that they're still relevant for you today under your current circumstances
0: and what if you just don't know like how do you know that those things are relevant to you
1: yeah, that's one of those things where, you know, if you don't know for yourself or you don't feel comfortable doing some research online, definitely reach out to a professional. Any professional will be able to look at the products that you have and kind of help you put together that story to remind you as to why you had it and let you know whether or not it makes sense for you today. So, for example, you might have bought, you know, a term policy at $250,000 when you graduated from college. Then you might have got married, you purchased another $1 million, and now you had another child, you probably purchased even more. And before you even know it, when you add into what your company has for you, you might have upwards of three or four million dollars worth of life insurance. The question is, is that what you really need? Are you just buying it off of the emotion of the event and you thought it was necessary? So that could be an opportunity for you to scale down or vice versa. You might not have enough or you might have, you know, three different 401ks with three different employers. Because in my experience, a lot of nurses tend to hop around and they don't pull that money with them. So you might have one account that you're looking at every single day that's performing very, very well, but the other two from your other employers you haven't tested in three or five years. So that money has been forgotten about, but it's actually real dollars. (laughs) So can you pull that into your new plan or roll it over into a 401k and do something a little, sorry, not a 401k, roll it over into an IRA and manage it a little bit differently so that it's consistent with how you're managing your other money. So it's just one of those things where you just really got to pull all your products together Figure out whether or not they make sense. And if you don't feel comfortable doing it with yourself, then definitely reach out to a financial advisor or some other professional to help you out.
0: And you are one of those financial advisors. So let the good people know how they can get in contact with you if they want to work with you. And you specialize in working with nurses. So a great resource for the Nurses on Fire community.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I've been working with nurses and other medical professionals for the past 10 years. Like I said, to reach me, you can find me on my website www.theblueprint360.com. When you get on the site, you can schedule an appointment by sending me an email or if you want to call me directly, you can do so at 832-409-5575. But I'll say the best way to reach me is to go to my website, send me a quick email and I'll reach back out so we can schedule some time to talk.
0: Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Charles. You are always a wealth of knowledge. So (laughs) I appreciate it.
1: Hey, no problem i appreciate you as well
0: all right we hope that you've enjoyed the episode and that you've learned something new to set you on your path to financial independence if you love this episode please share subscribe and leave a review on apple Podcasts. and if you want us to go over your financial situation or have your questions answered head on over to nurses on fire podcast slash ask and have us do an analysis of your individual financial situation and don't worry we'll keep you anonymous thank you for listening to my mommy podcast but don't
1: forget to subscribe bye bye